Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening. This is episode number 39. My guest today is Danny Riggins. I invited Danny to come on the podcast after I saw a post that she had on Instagram about a, a gathering that she was recently at and how she felt like she found her community. I was inspired by her story and asked her to come on and share a little bit about it. Um, and also, Danny has a really kind of a unique situation where she runs a location based business, a coffee shop in San Diego while she also lives in her van and travels full-time. So we talk about that as well. There's a lot in this short episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Well, hello, Danny. Today, I'm super excited. My guest today is Danny Riggins. Danny is a full-time van lifer and also the owner of Altrea Coffee and Tea in San Diego? In San Diego, yep. In San Diego, California. And I invited Danny to come on today to talk about a couple things. One um, was I was first, I first found out about Danny from a post she had put on Instagram about how excited she was to find community at a gathering that she went to. So I kind of want to jump into finding community on the road, but I also want to hear a little bit about how you run a business while living in a van full time. Uh, So we'll get into all that, but first, Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about how you got into van life in the first place and how long you've been doing this. Okay, awesome. So I'm Danny. Um, Yeah, I live in San Diego, California. And I I think um, three years ago, I was living in an apartment in San Diego with a partner and um, I had always wanted to do van life. And I didn't do a lot of research, but I you know, starting to get kind of popular in San Diego, I suppose, where I saw people hanging out and um, I, my lease was up and I moved on from that partner. And so it was my opportunity to get a van. So I had a Jeep at the time and I owed on it. So I traded it in and got a 2018 Promaster. I didn't really know much about van life or build outs or anything. Um, so I just called my stepdad. He likes doing projects and yeah, we just built a van in two weekends. So it's oh my a good goodness. Six days. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's, a, it's a pretty low key, you know, uh, a van, but I've tweaked it over the last three years, um, you know, and made it super livable, but I didn't, yeah, I just jumped in. I'm kind of like that, you know, just okay. like I want something and I just do it. <laughs> Great. Sweet. Yeah. And so that's been three years now and you've been in the van ever since. Yeah, full time. I do get some house sitting gigs here and there in San Diego. So I'll do that, which is a nice reprieve. But truly, I love being in my van. Like I I miss it. Like if I'm away from it, I'm, you know, super excited. Like, oh, there's my van. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just curious. I've heard that van life in San Diego uh, is a little tricky because there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of stealth parking and that they crack down on it a bit there. So without giving away your secrets, how do you find places to camp at night well I'm lucky because I've lived in San Diego 18 years so I do have um, friends here and so I can park in front of their house um, 
and over by my coffee shop as well. Um, I think the main thing about San Diego is everyone wants to come to the beach and park their vans at the beach and they're not very stealth about it. And so, and that kind of gives it away. You know, they kind of overstay their welcome in spots or unfortunately there are some people out there who still trash parking lots and, um, you know, stay at the beach parking lots from, you know, 4 a.m. until 2 a.m., which is allowed. And um, so I stay away from those areas. I do live in Ocean, I did live in Ocean Beach for 16, well, I guess 15 years before I moved into the van. And uh, so I just uh, um, don't park there overnight. And, okay. Um, yeah, don't overstay my welcome. But yeah, I do have some self self spots I I park in, and I do share them with people who I know are trustworthy and people who are gonna, uh, you know, do their duty to make sure they're cleaning up after themselves. Yeah. Okay. So, what is one of your number one things that you love about living in your van? I love that it gets me outside and. Uh, the coziness of it but I feel like it you know living in an apartment I would just go home after work and I'd get into that routine of just cooking dinner watching tv and not really doing as much now it's like I'm in my van so I have my stand-up paddleboard or I go hiking especially in the summertime when it's hot and you know and just being able to cruise away and I have everything I need with me at all times yeah I, I love that too. It's like, I like to say I'm a tur I got, I'm a turtle. I have everything I need on my back. <laughs> oh, that's such a good analogy. I love that. Yeah. Um, and so you own a business. And so I've talked to quite a few people who work remote jobs or run their own businesses remotely from, from the van or from an RV, but I haven't yet spoken to anyone that runs an actual sticks and bricks mm -hmm. business from their van. So let's, I want to hear about that. Yeah. So I started the business, I think nine months before I moved into the van. Um, I had always wanted to own a coffee shop, I guess. Um, I moved into the van and I, cause I wanted to live that lifestyle. So when I'm not working, I could just go out to Joshua tree and Debrego, which are really close to San Diego, go on little trips and then COVID hit. Um, so you know, I had to be here to run my business for most of that. So I didn't get the total van life experience I was necessarily looking for. Um, but as COVID went on and I did get some PPP loans, it was like I would work and then I needed to pay staff. So I actually was, it worked out for me. I was able to go for two weeks or three weeks at a time. I'm very dialed in, in my business. It's a very small business. So as far as, um, day-to-day -day stuff. I had baristas that run that. And then I started roasting coffee. So I just prepare for that by doing everything ahead of time. If I'm going to go on a trip, um, I do have really awesome staff that take care of the shop when I'm gone. Um, I, you know, have a manager to shop, um, but it's not always easy. I can't always get away. There's been emergency situations where I'm in Yellowstone and I had staff that got sick and I had to close down. So oh. it is, um, you know, different challenges I have to deal with, but it is a lifestyle that I want. So I'm basically right now um, not working on the floor anymore as a barista running my business. So I'm more back of house roasting and doing paperwork and expanding a business to actually set me up for doing full-time van life in the future to where I can do online sales, get into grocery mm. stores, 
So it's all a learning experience. Um, but I do, I am in San Diego, so I can't really complain. And there's so many weekend getaways that I can do here from San Diego. But yeah, figuring it out as I go, you know? Yeah, well, that's great. San Diego is definitely a destination that a lot of us want to hit up. So where can we find your coffee shop when we're in town? So I'm located by San Diego State University. It's actually like right in the heart of San Diego County um, off the 8 freeway. So if you're coming and going from Arizona, it's a perfect stop on the way to the beach. Sweet. All right. And I'll get that address from you and we'll put it in the show notes so people can find you. Perfect. Great. Anything else you want to say about running your business while living in your van? It's actually, it's actually perfect because it gives me time to be, you know, I have a bathroom in the kitchen. Uh, I built an outdoor shower because I have a side yard. Um, so I it does have its perks. And mm. I think the one thing is separating myself from my van and my shop, like making sure I don't spend too much time in my coffee shop and, uh, you know, being in my van. So it could get really comfortable being here too much if I'm in San Diego. But I think it's actually really freeing, though, um, because, it, like I said before, it pushes me to be outside and go hiking and do stuff. Yeah, I, I love talking to you because I think there's probably a lot of people out there who might have this idea of starting a business um, and they don't think that they can do it if, if they want to travel so much. So I, I really love that this is your model and you're modeling it for us. And so that other people get to see that they can do it this way as well. I guess I could say this is that um, a lot of people, small business owners, like, oh, you have to be there every day. You have no life. Um, you have to be in your business constantly. You know, I've worked in the coffee industry for 18 years. And I decided when I opened my business that when I worked for other people, I, I worked my ass off. And obviously for my business, I do too, but I wasn't going to let it run me. You know, I wasn't going to sacrifice, you know, living to run a small business. Like it's either going to succeed with or without me here 24 seven. So, you know, that is why I chose to do van life and own my shop because I want to have good mental health to be able to run my business, which means traveling and being in my van. And a lot of people think that they can't do that if they own a small business, but it's a leap of faith, right? Like, you got to yeah. trust that your staff's going to take care of it. And um, especially during COVID, it was like, if I don't get away, this is going to drive me crazy. And, you know, it's all working out. I'm not here to make a million dollars, but I'm here simply to uh, make enough money to live the lifestyle that I have. And it pays me just enough to do that. So I'm, I'm not like, uh, we're, I'm still a new coffee shop, especially with COVID. So I'm not necessarily making money, but I'm not going to let that stop me from taking time to live my life. Yeah. And you're also supporting some other people mm -hmm. with your employees. So that's great as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I want to pivot um, now to kind of the original reason that I reached out to you, which was based on a post that you had put on Instagram, which at the time, I think you were flying high and so gleeful. This was back in January. It took us yeah. a minute to get back to get this scheduled, but you had just come back from your first van life meetup and it was a, a van life pride meetup. Mm -hmm. And you were just beaming because you had found your people, your community, and you were so stoked about all the new friends that you had made. And so I just want to hear you maybe 
reminisce a little bit about that and what about that meetup was so special for you? Awesome. Yeah. Um, my first van life meetup ever, actually, um, it was in Quartzsite and it was van life pride. I found it on Instagram. I had traveled in my van pretty much solo or with, a uh, no, I don't really have, I didn't really have a ton of van life friends here in San Diego, uh, maybe part-time friends. So, um, I kind of just went, I knew one other person going, I just pulled up and then it's like, everyone is, uh, it's like your community, everyone's in the same situation. They live in their van alone or maybe with a partner or a dog. Um, it's easier to meet friends that way. You know, they don't, you, I don't know, I just showed up and it was like, everyone's so welcoming. We did the van tours. So that was a great way to meet and greet people like, oh, check out my van, check out yours. Uh, people having dogs, which is a great way, you know, to break the ice too. Um, it was really like not, it wasn't, I liked it because it wasn't like a list of things that we're doing every day. It was kind of more just like a big hangout. If you wanted to be a part of yoga or meditation or potluck, you could. Um, I just happened to pull up and it's funny. I am more of a morning person than a night person, but I pulled up in the night owl parking for some reason. <laughs> um, and there was a group of probably 10 other people in that area and immediately just connected with them all and kind of hung out, got to know them. And um, a lot of them are called tiny shop travels. They also um, make things to sell on the road, candles, jewelry, whatnot. So that was a great way to connect as well. Um, at nighttime, we had bonfires and, and potlucks and that was really cool. Everyone just kind of, you know, it just works. Like everyone's on the same page yeah. um, with, you know same same interest right when you're van like you know outside things um we danced around the fire it wasn't like wild and crazy I'm I'm actually sober so it felt like a really safe place as well um and just yeah hearing everyone's stories of how they started doing van life why they started what they do to support themselves on the road also being with um queer people felt really safe it's like where can you know go a lot of van life that you see on instagram or different things is you know straight couples or straight people which is great you know van life's for everybody but to find people that you just vibe with immediately mm -hmm. that literally have your same interest so it's like I don't know, I feel like I, I get along with people generally, but it was like, oh, wow, like that connection of just like, wow, these are my my people. And yeah, now I have, I think, you know, probably 20 or 30 new friends in wow. real life that I can visit wherever. And a lot of them are here in San Diego. Uh, we're making their way this way. So it's like the party never stopped. <laughs> That's wonderful. So how big was the meetup? How many people were there? It's really hard to say, but I think we figured out there was like a, over a hundred rigs. So maybe 150 people. I could be totally off, but that's what it seemed like. Okay. That's a pretty good size. Yeah. That you walked away with about 30 new friends. So that's, yeah. that's a pretty good percentage of people that you really <laughs> connected with at this yeah. sizable gathering. That's great. So just curious um, for people who are thinking about like, oh, I really, you know, I want to meet my, you know, I, I want to get on the road. I'm solo. I want to meet people like tell us a little bit about how you found this meetup. And if somebody were to like take a dive and 
and mm. go to a, a meetup with a bunch of strangers, like what kind of advice would you give them to get the most out of it? Good questions. Um, I think for me, I'm not a super shy person, but finding people on the road, I was, I'm a little bit, I'm 36. So a lot of the van lifers that I'm, you see on TikTok and social media, I feel like are a little bit younger, but from what I know from them too, is they find each other on TikTok and social media, and then they'll meet up in real life. So don't be shy to reach out, obviously make sure they're safe people to meet up with. Um, but I'll, that's a great way, I think, is I have met people that I met, some, actually some van lifers um, that I knew from social media came into my coffee shop today. Yeah. And I got to meet them in real life. And they just kind of showed up. They didn't even tell me they were coming. And so I think uh, networking on social media is starting there. And then also, okay. yeah, Facebook has a lot of, uh, there's the solo female van life Facebook, the van life Facebook, um, reaching out to people on there and uh, from there, you know, I guess there's, you know, different meetups on there. Again, like I, I really think that making sure it's a safe place, safe people are going to be there. Super, super important. Um, what you put out there as well, like not tagging your location mm. uh, until after you leave, just like some safety things on that. But um, yeah, I think for me, I went by myself to this meetup because I knew it was going to be a safe place. And I also knew that I, you know, one of my intentions for 2022 was van life community. And mm. um, so when I went, I used kind of coffee as a way to meet people. I gave away 500 packets of free coffee. So kind of oh, like okay. myself to the whole group. And um, yeah, and I think people make little signs and introduce themselves. You kind of, I feel like it's, if you're, an introverted person is kind of hard, but that's the best place to meet people because everyone else is in the same boat as you on the road, you know? Yeah, actually, I think what you, um, what you just said is really good advice. Think what you can offer. So you came with some coffee that you could offer. So if people are thinking about heading to something like this, what can you bring? Can you offer a workshop? Can you mm, host mm -hmm. a, you know, host a tour of your van or even just show people how to make a yummy meal or host a yummy meal or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great ideas. Cool. I like that. It's given me ideas. So thank you. As <laughs> you were, sure. as you were sharing about the coffee, I started thinking in my head, Oh, <laughs> what could I offer? That's a great, that's a great way. Hmm. So I want to bring this up because I I've seen pe some people post on Facebook about finding their, and I'm going to put this in quote tribes. Cause I don't necessarily like that word, mm, yeah, but um, <laughs> finding their community, let's say. Yeah. Um, and then others who have a harder time with that. So you kind of talked about it a little bit, but let's say I'm just out there on the road. I'm not, I'm not at a meetup yet uh, where the, the sole intention is to connect with other people. Do you have any tips or advice for somebody before they, you know, if they're not necessarily going to a big meetup, about ways to connect with other people? You did mention reaching out to folks first on social media. Have you ever, when you're out there and you like your camp somewhere and you see another van nearby, totally. do you ever like approach? Yeah. And if you do like tips for how to go about that in a way that doesn't feel intrusive, but feels open and welcoming. Totally. Yeah. I, that's, you know, in San Diego, there is Sunset Cliffs in San Diego and a lot of van lifers park there. So I've parked out there and left my, my van door open. So people walk by, you know, and have any questions or they leave theirs open. Also, um, 
a lot of van lifers have hash or their Instagram handle on the back of their van. So if I see someone, oh, I'll look okay. them up. And if they seem cool, you know, I might go over and introduce myself. Um, I think Fiesta Island in San Diego as well. I see a lot of people out there uh, in their van. So if they're outside, you know, I might, you know, introduce myself. Um, so I think those are good ways, like national parks, like I see a ton of van lifers. So at the campgrounds or on, on, on BLM land and all the national, like the free land, if I see someone that looks safe, you know, again, um, as a, as a female, usually, you know, approach other females. Um, mm. I think that's, that's probably the best way is like, if I see a van kind of scope it out, you know, if it looks like another van lifer, you can kind of get the feel if it is. Um, yeah, I'll just, say hi and see where it goes from there but yeah you kind of have to put yourself out there I know there's a group of young girls in San Diego right now doing van life and in the parking lots that they sleep at they've met a whole entire community there and it's like there's actually three different parking lots in San Diego going on right now with like different communities of people who all actually happen to know each other now because of each other so there's like 20 or 30 people that have just met in San Diego uh, from you know a couple different people connecting them so I think yeah you just gotta put yourself out there if you want to meet people and you never know from there who you're gonna meet yeah okay. uh, planet fitness too we were just my girlfriend uh, was just at planet fitness the other night and there was a van with her big door open and they had a hashtag you know an Instagram handle on the back and we looked them up and we're like oh it's like other van lifers we were leaving but I was like normally would have said hi to them and you know okay. talked to them so yeah well, you just mentioned your girlfriend. And so I want to ask, uh, did you meet your girlfriend when you were tra- out on the road? So I actually met her at the Van Life Pride meetup. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And I was going, you know, just to hang out, not intentionally looking for someone. But yeah, we just were friends at first. And then she ended up coming to San Diego. That was like one of her next stops uh, on the road was going to be San Diego. So it kind of just worked out. <laughs> All right. So you're two solo van lifers who are now what caravanning? Uh, how's it? Yeah, I live in San Diego. She doesn't. So that's something to, to be figured out, which I think a lot of van life couples have to do. Um, yeah. But for now, she's going to be in San Diego for a while. Um, she actually she sells candles on the road and has a candle company. So she's was planning on being in San Diego for a while. So she's going to be here. And then, yeah, uh, maybe we will, when I have time off travel together, uh, we did just do Anza Brago and Mount Laguna in San Diego. Um, but yeah, caravanning, I think, you know, in our separate vans, I think super important to keep your independence as well and not lose that on the road. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of inspiring for, you know, this podcast is for solo women and some of us, are really like happy to be solo and aren't looking for partners. Some of us have partners who don't travel with us. We just travel mm-hmm. solo, but I know there's some listeners out there who, you know, wouldn't, would like to have a partner and, and would mm-hmm. like to meet somebody and especially somebody who has kind of the same interests and whatnot. Do you know, are there like solo or like single RV and date van life dating apps or anything out there that you know of? No, but we were joking about the career life family meetup doing um having an app or something like that. Um but yeah, you're right. There's a, there is a lot of people who 
I met at that meetup that their partners don't travel with them or they have separate vans and remaining, you know, your original mission is to be solo female, be life on the road and uh, it's okay to go separate ways and meet back up and, you know, cause there's something so special about, I think being on the road by yourself and all the things that you can learn and um, all the obstacles and, um, we do it for a reason and it is just a bonus to have somebody with us. But, you know, I still really, really love taking solo trips and that's not anything I want to stop anytime soon. And I know for her as well, like, you know, so it's just kind of figuring out as you, as you go, but yeah, I'm going back to the app. That would be something that would be, yeah. you know, if there's any, any tech people out there, that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. I bet I, I think there might be like Facebook groups or something, but I don't, yeah, I haven't really investigated that. It's not my yeah. interest right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to say about like starting a new relationship from the van? I think, hmm, you know, it, it's, um, it's actually pretty cool. Cause it's like you have to still find showers, you know, like, like, like the interests are all the same, like wanting to be outside, wanting to be in nature. So it's cool for me because it's not someone else who has a nine to five job either. It's like, wow, lining up with someone who has, you know, has the same interest as you, it makes it a lot easier and cooking and, uh, you know, they have the same, um, like, same problems as you as far as like you don't have just a shower to go home to or a kitchen to cook in so the same obstacles I guess yeah. in the van lifer. so yeah. like that doesn't stop when there's two of you so it's not like you know when you're in the van and you're dating somebody who has a house and they uh you know it's like you're just going over there because it's easier for them mm-hmm. it's you're still very much kind of just merging two worlds together but again like keeping the independence but um, I think for me, it's like sharing my space. I love that. Like, I love being able to share my van with somebody else. And they also have a dog and that's been a cute little mm-hmm. addition. Um, but yeah, learning, learning how two people fit in one van, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're used to not so, but right. it's like, yeah, it's just kind of easy. Cause I think van lifers respect each other's space as well, you know, right. because like your home is so small, it's a tiny space versus like people who aren't used to that is getting them conditioned to that small space or different whatever but you know when you're used to it it's just like easy (laughs) yeah so nice awesome danny i really enjoyed chatting with you today um thanks so much for coming on and and sharing a, a bit of your personal story as well as your van life story um is there anything that i didn't ask that you wanted to bring up or any last thoughts of advice or insight that you want to share? I think uh, you, you hit it all pretty good. And it was really nice to me. I guess the last thing I would say is if you're, you know, have that seed plant instead of doing van life and it hasn't gone away, just go for it. You know, like don't let anything stop you. You can figure anything out. It, you know, it's a really good growing experience. Um, it's very doable. There's enough resources out there. Um, and don't, you know, you don't have to put too much thought into it. You don't have to have a, you know, hundred thousand dollar van build out, whatever, just start where you can take little weekend trips and, um, and hit the road, you know? Yeah. You'll learn as you go. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But yeah, thank you so much, Kathy. It was a pleasure talking to you. I want to thank Danny again for coming on and being our guest today. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, you can run a sticks and bricks business, even if you live in a van or RV. It's just a matter of getting your systems down and hiring a good staff. Number two, there's a narrative out there that in order for a business to be successful, you have to be there 24 seven, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can run a small business and have work-life balance, which is what a lot of us are in this lifestyle for after all. Number three, when going to a gathering, look for ways to break the ice to meet new people. Attend van life tours, chat with people who have dogs, or attend a workshop. Number four, finding your niche within a niche can be a great way to find community. For Danny, it was meeting up with other queer folks. Maybe for you, you want to go to a meetup of other solo women travelers, e-bike enthusiasts, rock climbers, overlanders, yoga or meditation focused gatherings, musicians, whatever it is that interests you. Look for gatherings of like-minded souls. And if you're not finding one, create your own. Personally, I posted a few gatherings from Facebook uh, camping groups that I'm a part of, and I've met quite a few people that way. Number five, another great way to meet people is to check out their social media platforms like Facebook, TikTok, or Instagram, but get to know them a bit, private message, and have a conversation. Use your gut instincts to see if they're safe or not before you do decide to meet in person. And number six, Think about what you can offer as a way to meet people. Danny made coffee because that's her thing. What is yours? Remember to give more than you take. And if you're in the San Diego area, be sure to visit Danny at her coffee shop, Ultrea Coffee. I'll have all the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road. <laughs>